worry, everybody. The new episode is coming right up. But first, I want to remind you there are three quick ways that you can support the Fat Guy Forum and help the show keep going. First, make sure that you have rated and reviewed the show on whatever pod service you're using, whether that is Apple, Spotify, or whatever it is. Make sure you're doing that. Two, you can join the Patreon for a few dollars a month. You get access to the after show. You help keep things going because this show does have costs. And you're able to be a part of the Fat Guy Forum community that I would love to see grow, get your input on what you want to see going on with the show, and more. And the third and final way, if you can't join the Patreon, but you're buying products for yourself that I'm an affiliate for, like Redmond Real Salt and Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, there are links and codes in the show notes where you will save money when you use them, and I get a little bit to help things going here. So, please... Pick at least one of those ways to support the show if you enjoy listening to it on a regular basis. And know that I appreciate whatever you choose to do. And now let's get on with the episode. Hey there everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. And we have had weeks upon weeks of brand new guests. And so I figured it was time to bring someone back to the show. And with us this week, we actually have someone who was on the show like in the early days and hasn't been around, hasn't been on for a while. So I figured it was time to catch up with him. His name is Ben Phelps, and um, we've determined that he is safely in his house right now. So mm-hmm. Ben, how are you doing? I'm alone, but fine. Good, you know, good. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you back on the show, man. There's probably a million things that we could talk about, but. Let's start with, I know this is this is always hard for returning guests to understand, but there may be someone out there who didn't hear your first episode. So Not a chance. No. Uh, <laughs> especially because you were on the early episodes and the sound back then, I'm just saying iffy is, is the way I describe some of them. But I think yours was pretty good. Because you were podcasting too at the same time, you, you knew what you were doing. But anyway. Yeah, I got the tech. Let's, let's give people, you know, let people know. You know, the way you and I described it before the show was like kind of the elevator speech of your journey up until the last, you know, when we last connected, if that makes any sense. And we'll go from there, but just bring people up to speed on who Ben is. Yeah, let's, we'll give you the quick version, right? Uh, I, so Fat Guy Forum, I feel like uh, at one point in my life and even in moments today, I uh, firmly qualified to be on a show of, of that title. I used to weigh at my heaviest. I was overweight my whole life. I was a fat kid, no sports, husky section, big and tall, right? The whole nine things that you've heard on this podcast dozens of times, if not hundreds potentially. Um, but that was my story too, right? Sedentary, um, big, getting bigger for most of my life until I was about 24. I uh, hit my heaviest weight at that point, 333 pounds. Uh, and then uh, through, I say I lost 155 pounds from my heaviest to my lightest, but technically I made a lot of mistakes. So really I ended up losing over a hundred pounds twice. And I guess maybe that would be a good tease to listen to the past episodes of the specifics. Uh, but ultimately when it was all said and done, 155 pounds down from my heaviest to my lightest, I have since, uh, put some weight on, but through losing weight, I have become, uh, a, a coach, which is something I've been taking even more seriously lately. Um, helping people with weight loss, fitness goals, things like that. Uh, I also do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm a purple belt for anyone that knows what that means. <laughs> uh, and I compete regularly. I have some big aspirations there as well. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, this is my uh, redemption story. I think I use all that time that I spent slash wasted being 
uh, you know, the, the overweight, inactive, uh, wasn't really thinking about myself, my life priorities version of me. Uh, so a lot of wasted time, a lot of regret. And now I manifest that and channel that into more positive things like, uh, you know, being active, trying to be a good dad, keep my kids active. And then again, through professionally, through coaching, trying to help other people at, at minimum. I mean, granted, everyone's goal is going to be a little bit different, whether even if you just lump it into weight loss, right? But ultimately, at the end of the day, I just want to help people get to the point where they can begin to explore themselves and their own lives without feeling limited uh, or, you know, held back by some of these other things that were so detrimental to me. Is that good? It, was, it wasn't quick like an elevator, but I feel like I kind of nailed it. Well, I think it was right? good. I, I, I think you <laughs> nailed it. I think you did good. And it also kind of brings us to some some topics I think we can get into. And, you know, one of the reasons I reached out to you was talking about not just the journey that you've been on since we last spoke, but, you know, your lifelong journey and all of that, but how your journey has evolved over time. You know, no pun intended, going back to your, your old name, um, <laughs> you know, if Evolution Primal. Um but your your nickname online originally was Primal Bro, you know, and that was a big part of, you know, that journey for you. But eventually you realized that you were in a different place, not just nutritionally, but just in terms of like your life, you know, where your life was going. So you made some big decisions, you know. Well, to you at this point, it's probably not like, I didn't really make that many big decisions. But from the outside, you know, when you see someone who you've known, you know, with like that that's their account for the longest time. You did something that a lot of people do when they quote unquote rebrand, you know, I love that. You know, that's a good, that's, I feel like that's, I'm trying to use as many buzzwords as possible. It's good jargon. Like, yeah. isn't that, is it rebrand? Good jargon. Changing, yeah, it's really literally, good. It literally just means you change, you know, changing your Instagram name. Most of the time when people have a following and their following has been built under one banner, you know, or under a one, you know, 10 banners, but one of them was a pretty big banner. Um, when they change their Instagram name, they just change their Instagram name and keep going from there and are kind of like, well, if this is what you like, great. If you don't like it, uh, you know, you know where the door is. Um, but I feel like you took a different approach to that. You know, you basically said, I'm starting a new page, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting fresh here. So I was wondering if we could just get into that a little bit, like where that decision came from for you and what it was like to kind of put that into action. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it's, it sounds silly because it is like, it's, it's, you know, just an Instagram page. Like at the end of the day, it really is. But, um, it was, I had, yes, prime, I was primal bro because when I originally began everything weight loss, it was paleo was the first thing. Cause you know, everyone tries everything, right? You try a little bit of this, you count your calories, you get your, uh, you go buy your smart ones meals in the freezer section, right? Everybody tries a little bit, of all this stuff. Uh, and the only, the first thing, only thing really that worked like f felt like magic, right? No diet is magic, but I did like paleo slash primal, right? I mean, we can get into the, the, the massive amount of similarities and the minor amount of differences, right? <laughs> but essentially, well, and then also the, 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 also the constantly evolving definitions of those terms yeah. as well. Correct. It's exactly. So, but ultimately, you know, very ancestral based eating whole foods, not a lot of processed food. Um, if there was sugar, it was always, you know, it was like fruit or honey, that type of thing. Um, and that worked really well at first. And that was kind of something that frustrated me. The whole reason that any of this kind of started, it wasn't meant to be true weight loss page. It wasn't meant to be about me per se. Everything originally started because there were no resources in the paleo community that were geared towards men, 
right? So I took that and I applied it very literally to my name, Primal Bro, right? I tried to make it as like dude as possible. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because um, so I couldn't. You were hip, you were hip and cool for sure. I was. I was very hip. Very hip. <laughs> I but I. I was really frustrated because anytime I'd want a paleo recipe or I'd want to read an article about something, I'd have to like sort through it's like sports bra reviews and like how the, how the paleo diet affects your cycle, right? And that's fine. Like that content's great for someone, but obviously it wasn't meant for me, right? So I kind of filled what I viewed as a whole was to try to be a paleo resource for people. Uh, and then, you know, you I, I guess that by accident became more about me, right? And my journey, who I am, what I'm doing. Um, slowly, my paleo and primal eating shifted to keto, but because the whole foods piece of it was still very much a pillar, uh, as, as it honestly is to this day, even though it may not look like it at times, <laughs> um, the I left the name because it was still relatively accurate, right? So I guess the transition, well, yeah, my evolution, and began something I'll say there, I thought. And, and something I want to jump in there with, just because I feel like people get this get this confused a lot, like paleo and keto are not, at the end of the day, are two separate things in terms of what they are talking about. Like keto is about macronutrient ratio, paleo is about ingredient quality. So they can coexist. 100%. So, like, like you're saying, like it's not, oh, because I, I, think, I think some people get wrapped up in paleo being, well... It, the diff, the big difference between paleo and keto being you can have a potato. Uh, yeah, sweet potatoes. You know, sweet right? potatoes. That is the difference. Yeah. Well, that and and especially back in the day, it was sweet potatoes. Now more and more people are like, is you know trying to convince us that rice might be paleo and white oh. potatoes are you know it's interesting when you dive into it. But what are rules anyway? You know, right? Well, it's <laughs> well it, again. I feel like we could tangent off on like the whole idea of weight loss plans adapting themselves because the people buying them want it to go in a certain direction, not because it applies to the actual philosophy of the, the way of eating. Like even look at Atkins in general, just it was Atkins induction was the, the keto piece of it, but that's what people liked more. So now it became all about that. But, you know, I didn't want to derail you at all, but I feel like that's a distinction to make because I think sometimes people get lost in that. Like they feel like they're in some really staunch camps around these different things. And it's like, well, I look at paleo and keto as almost like different axes on a graph. Like that it can be going a different, so you can totally eat paleo and be keto. You can totally eat paleo and not be keto. You can eat keto and be paleo and you can eat keto and very much not be paleo. Like <laughs> that one's, but that last one particularly. Oh yeah. I believe, yeah. <laughs> 100%. But that, uh, you know, so that transition slash merging, I think would actually be a better word, right? That merging. So I went to keto, uh, just because I guess. I, well, and this goes back to when I said earlier, like I lost 155 pounds, but it happened in two, two waves, right? So my first stint of weight loss was 124 pounds lost with paleo. And then I gained back 80 pounds, right? And when I go back to these same resources that I was looking at when I was doing paleo stuff, a lot of them are then at that point talking about keto, like they are merging them, right? So I see it, um, you know, pa paleo worked really well. All these people, all these resources that were so good to me when I was doing paleo are now on the keto diet. So I transition, um, and I do that. And then that was really where I think I spent most of my time really kind of built my, my brand, my identity and things like that. And that's where I took that primal bro page to. And again, this is, I am by no means 
hyper successful, right? Mm-hmm. But oh, about I, I'd agree. To- <laughs> I'd agree. <laughs> I had about, I mean, ask my ask my kids, ask yeah. my wife. Mar, mar, mar. No, but I had about like thirteen thousand followers on that Primal Bro page, and but all of that had been built around like never eating processed food, right? Like it was very, I mean, relatively extreme dogmatic, right? And at, there were times a lot, a large portion of my life, all, that whole journey where I needed that. Right. So that was really was who I was at the time. And it felt good because it was all authentic at some point, And I, I can't truly identify it, but I can tell you that in 2020, when we got locked in, right. When we get, we're get we get quarantined. I don't know what words I can use to not have this podcast get like shut down. You know what I'm saying? But we all got locked inside. I went a little stir crazy and I did something that I called carbentine because I just didn't know what else to do with my time, with my content. Right. So, and it started out with just intro- reintroducing sweet potatoes. So it was like keto plus sweet potato, which for me turned into paleo again. Right. It's exactly what it was. Um, and then I did that. And then weirdly by doing that, I kind of proved to myself or was able to see that like the, the, the feelings, right? Like the intangible stuff when I'm eating this, it is not affecting me for one reason or another, the same way that it used to, right? Okay. Well, if sweet potatoes aren't doing it, what if I add fill in the blank, right? A little bit of rice, a little bit of white potatoes, right? I mean, cookies even, right? Like, I mean, it took a little while to get there, right? It was a very gradual build from just the sweet potato but uh i almost by accident used keto as an elimination diet and then reintroduced things right to see how they would which is a a fair strategy a lot of people probably you know that's how carnivore a lot of times is used within the keto community there's a lot of overlap here um but you know i reintroduced in the carbs kind of discovered that food didn't have the same power or hold i mean i mean i would be lying to you if i didn't say that i'm never going to be a normal person air quotes or you know like what we think people should be like the whole concept of self-regulating and all this like i always have to pay some degree of attention i think just because you can't you don't spend two decades plus right two and a half decades of mindless eating and and whole large pizzas when you're in middle school kind of thing right like that doesn't that's not something that you can totally get away from but i do think that i have learned how to live more cohesively with that version of myself but i shut down the primal bro page because i felt like i had built all of that around one version or identity of me, which at the time was dead accurate, right? That's like, that was what it was. And then slowly over time, it's, I started to feel more like I was just playing a character or I would eat certain things, but not necessarily share or talk about them. Right. Because then it was like, that doesn't really align here. So when I made the decision to rebrand, here we go back to our jargon, right? When I made that decision um, to change, change the name, change like, the messaging, right? Like everything, just like to give it a more authentic version of myself. I felt like it was so far away from what the people at Primal Bro, like on that page had grown to expect, like where they had come from. Uh, at the time, the conversations I was having with some people, I knew that their situation was so severe that they're probably someone I would recommend, like not following food pages. Right. And this new page of mine, it's like, it's, I'm sharing anything, right? Like, and that's why I said earlier, that it may not look all the time like whole foods is still the pillar of my diet, but it very much is. But it's a lot more uh, nonsense that occurs now, right? Than there was like peak journey or even right right afterwards. So instead of just changing the name and doing the whole deal with it thing, like you alluded to that other people do, I I ditched the page, 13,000 followers. That was hard. Um, most people would probably tell you that was the wrong move from a business sense, but 
in terms of me, like my authenticity, integrity, whatever we want to call it, it just felt wrong to just change that one. So I made the new page kind of put up a couple posts like, Hey, go over here. If you like me and you like what I'm doing, but just be warned, it's going to be a little different. Right. And, uh, and, and it has been continued to be a little different, but it feels better because it's just me being myself. Which I think is the important thread of it all. Like, cause I think there's, there's a couple different things in here for us to talk about, but I do think there's something powerful about say like, cause it's not, cause this is something I'm sure you've seen in the social space that I've seen a lot over the past probably year or two when you see pages that, especially pages that were prominent in the keto space and the person on the page isn't keto anymore. And now like, cause they've transitioned to a different way of eating in their life for whatever reasons. And now all they, they do is they turn into a page that's like, I'm against what I did before. You know, I, I, I hate keto. I would never do it again. I don't need, I don't need, I realized, you know, I never needed it. And I, you know, I, I take people's word at their word. But I also know that there, there's, I think more people are in line with what the experience you described, which is using the tools that you need when you need those tools. And when you realize that you don't need those tools anymore, you don't have to use them. You know, yeah, but I'll be having- the first person to say that I never could have lost weight. I never could have lost the weight at least as well, the same as quickly as sustainably, right? Trying to do the way that I eat now, right? Like I needed it when I used it. And it's funny because I find myself in this weird in between where it's like, I feel like the internet almost behaves as you either have to do and support keto or you have to knock like shit on it all the time. Sorry. Right. But I, I I see the validity of it. I have clients that I work with who use keto because that's the tool that's going to work best for their, like for their journey, their path at that moment. It's exactly right. That could change one day too, but they need it. It's, I recognize the validity of, of that diet and of most diets. Right. And I think that that's that it gets hard to have a message because I can't be like this diet sucks do this one. Right. I can be like, well, this one's good for these reasons. And this one's good for these reasons. It makes it a little hard to be the person who plays in the middle. uh, But it's a, it's a role that I think I, I feel pretty capable and proud of personally. Well, I think it's, and it's a role that more people need to play. Like, I think, you know, you dropped the word, you know, dogma in there before, like, I think we all, you know, we all know we had those times, especially when we found what worked for us initially, you know, we got very passionate about it and go into the place of like, I look at the evolution of like the, the number of times that I was asked the question, like, do you think everyone should be keto, you know, on podcasts over the years? Like my answer now is very different from my answer when I first got started. And I think it's got, it's about understanding that there's a place for each person to be that isn't always going to be just one answer or the other, you know, like it's finding, it's being willing to do the work that you also did. Like, I think that's the, that's the thing that's in your story too, that I think is important that it's not just about messages and branding and all and any of that crap, like, you know, social media, is social media, but take all that away. And it's, you know, your story is about someone who used tools that he needed to do the things that he did, but then was willing to say, well, what happens next? And what do I do now? And can I attempt these things? Because there's also, you know, there's, there's the other percentage chance that you tried your, you know, your carbontine <laughs> plan and it went in a completely different direction. You yeah, know, like, it was scary. Like, right. I mean, it sounds like, stupid, but it was, it was intimidating. Well, it is. It, and it's, I think especially when we like, whether we're conscious of it or not, we spend so much time demonizing different things 
because we there are times that we there are things that we needed to take out of our lives and there are things that we needed to break from and, and all of those pieces. But I think it's that idea of reintroduction, especially you know, when changing a way of eating, because it's like with any diet, you know, most diets at the end of the day are, are elimination diets of some form, because whether they're eliminating specific ingredients or types of foods or behaviors, behaviors or amounts, like mm. that's the thing is like, I, I would love to, to talk to the calories in calories out people and be like, your diet is just as restrictive because you are restricting the amount that you're eating. Like, stop seeing the... Uh, now I'm going to get up on a high horse. This is something I'm going to have to save for another another discussion. But it's the idea that res- the word restriction is demonized. And it's like, anytime we are trying to make a change in our lives, there's going to be some form of restriction. And it doesn't mean that it's negative. Like, we restrict ourselves from walking on broken glass. We restrict ourselves from touching hot stoves. Like... There are times where we need to restrict ourselves. Like it doesn't mean like, but like you said, and what I was coming back around to, if it, you know, well, if anyone is still listening to this, <laughs> um, it's that idea of like, you have to be either for or a hundred percent against something, regardless of what it is. Like, it's like, there's all these islands now where all the different ways of eating exist. And like, you have to be standing on top of the mountain on that island, screaming how bad every other island is in order to, feel validated on the island that you're on and it's like no be validated by your experience and what you're doing and if someone else is doing something different than you that is not hurting them it and it's helping them achieve their goals you don't need to go to that person and be like well i just want you to know i think what you're doing is wrong yeah my favorite way to like to bring this up with people is it's like okay well look at it this way right you have yeah you got vegan you got carnivore you got keto paleo all these uh, I, I, I like to call them, and this is the only time I kind of knock on these diets, right? But I call them hashtag diets because they have a name that you can. So like the way that I prescribe to eat the way that I eat myself, there's no like one word that I can use to sum it up. Right. So it, it becomes more complicated <laughs> to sell it, but all these hashtag diets, while oftentimes wildly different from each other and the things that you're focusing, I mean, for, for God's sake, you can eat carnivore or you can eat vegetarian and there are going to be thousands of success stories out there for both of those approaches, right? And it's because I think any diet that's working is kind of doing the same thing. It's exactly it's it's really similar to what you said like all diets are elimination, it's just what, how are they eliminating what they're eliminating, right? It, and that's kind of the point. It's like all these diets will work, they just attack it from a different angle. And I but I mean, I'm just as guilty though, right? As you were like having the name Primal Bro at one point being like this is the only way people should eat, right? Uh and well, I will say, if gun to my head, if you told me I have to pick one approach that I think has the most mass like appeal effect, I think like if everyone were to prescribe or subscribe rather to the same diet and I got to pick it, I'd probably say paleo, right? And that's there's a lot of reasons for it and that's not this isn't like a paleo episode so we can kind of skip over it, but I don't think that we have to do that, right? We can all eat differently aligning with not just our goals but like ourselves, right? Uh, another, I'm, I'm big on analogies, right? When I'm working with clients, it's like, you know, if somebody's, if somebody's four foot five, they don't remove all the top cabinets in their house or have them lowered, right? They just keep a step stool in the kitchen. They learn how to work with whatever it is about them that they can't necessarily change or address. And then from there, you just get the tools that make it so that you can do the thing. Right. And that's going to be different depending on your circumstance. So, well, and, 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 
you know, I, I'm, I'll go in heavier on, on the topic you said we didn't have to get into, but, you know, I do think there's... <laughs> show. I, well, it's... I, like, I think it's it's that question of, like, is is there probably an ideal way of eating for every human being? I I think there probably is. But, but that would be in a laboratory, vacuum-sealed environment where all of the different factors of each person's life and their individual issues and their emotional issues and their... The, their experiences and their level of athleticism and their career, like all of those factors would have to be also be mitigated, like, and made to be exactly the same to be able to actually say, I prescribe this to every person. Because I do think it's like when someone comes to me and says, I really want to do keto, but I can't live without bread. And my response to that person is usually, well, when you think you might be able to live without bread and you want some help with keto, come talk to me. But if you're convinced you can't live without bread, why are you looking at keto? Like if that's too much of a mental hurdle for you right now and you can manage portion controlling something and getting to the same place with your goals, you're just not be like you said, you're not able to hashtag it as, as cleanly, then do that. Be okay with that. Like you don't have to make the changes you see your neighbor making if they don't feel like lasting sustainable changes to you that you actually can. And when I say lasting and sustainable, I also don't mean sustainable for the rest of your life. Like if you need to sustain something to get to a place that you want to get to, and then you want to properly transition, then do that. Like that's the other, that's the missing piece for me on elimination diets. Like everyone eliminates and then no one talks about reintroduction and how to properly do it. And you know, like it's it, my, my favorite example, you know, when you be having been primal bro, like you'll understand this is like when the whole 30 got really big and the whole 30 at its core is an elimination diet that you do for 30 days and then you reintroduce things. And half of the book, The Whole 30, is about that reintroduction. No one did the reintroduction. Yeah. Because- I, I'm not going to lie. I never got the book. Like, I'm obviously aware of Whole 30 mm-hmm. to the degree that a lot of people are from being in the online part of it. But for the book, I didn't. I haven't read it and I didn't know. I mean, I'm glad it does. But I, w- I, I, I don't think I've talked to one person that makes me think that there's anything about that in the book. Well, because you know you'd, what I'm saying? You'd, you'd go into the Whole30 forums and it would be like, Whole365, I'm doing a whole, you know, 730, I'm doing a whole, you know, my whole life. Like It's just like 75 hard. It just becomes something that you're perpetually oh, yeah. stuck in. <laughs> and, and the funny thing was, like, the people that created the Whole30 would be in these forums and be like, please don't do this. Like, this is not what this was intended to be. This was not, if, if you are sensitive to everything that we had to remove, great, continue to do that. But if you're going to stay in this place of extreme elimination for the sake of, because you like how the scale is moving, which if you also remember the, the parameters of the whole 30, you don't weigh yourself during that month. Like, so that means, so what I, and so I used to get into arguments with people. And I'm like, if you're doing the whole 30 for the rest of your life, that means you can never step on a scale again. And they're like, well, no, I'm just eating the way it recommends because I like, I'm like, okay, then, but acknowledge that you know, acknowledge that that's the place you're going to. Like, it's it's just so funny to me because, you know, when you would say, okay, the, here's the, re, you know, what phase of reintroduction are you in? Well, I don't do that. I don't need to do that. I, and it's like, okay. Well, and I do think like, and again, people are going to love how we're jumping, you know, my this is like ping pong with things. I have this but effect on people. I'm going to blame me. It's the, you know, I, I'll blame you too in the, in the after show. But <laughs> it's this idea, you know, we find something that's working and, but the, the problem that I think happens sometimes for people, though, is they use something that's working until either it's not working anymore or they're moving beyond it and don't realize that they are, but they're still desperately trying to hold on to it. And it's like, 
if you need to take a next step, take a next step. Like be okay with, but acknowledge that it's scary. Acknowledge that it's as scary as the first day you started. Like think about like most people who go, you know, on a ketogenic diet or a paleo diet, like that week before it's about all of the things that I'm not going to be eating anymore for the rest of my life. And then you become, then you become comfortable with things. Like for me, the scariest part, the most terrifying part of my weight loss journey was when I went from 10 grams of total carbs to 15 grams of total carbs working when I started reverse diet and maintenance. Because I mean, that makes sense. I, I mean, it doesn't I was, seem like a lot, but it's not. I was so used to 10 grams of carbs. I knew exactly how I could get to 10 grams of carbs every day. And 15 basically opened the door to, you know, 30 different vegetables that I hadn't eaten in a while. Like in terms of being able to have a real portion of it. Well, right. And yeah. it was, you get 10 carbs, you have two Brussels sprouts. Right. <laughs> it, but it, it was overwhelming to me. That five grams of carbs was overwhelming to me. Because what's well, 150% of what you're doing before, right? Everything's right. relative. Like yeah. everything's relative. So it was like, how do I, even, what do I even? And so I think for the first week, I just added more lettuce. Like <laughs> in five grams of lettuce, five grams of carbs of lettuce, that's a freaking lot of lettuce. Like, yeah, honestly, that's exhausting. That probably, yeah, that was probably worse than trying broccoli. Like, that's, yeah, <laughs> volume wise. That's, that's exhausting. Ah. But it's this idea of that, like, we come through these things with fears, but if you are willing to admit, you know, kind of admit, acknowledge that you're a little fearful and then still go into something mindfully, like it can lead to some big discoveries. And, you know, I think that's the great thing again, that, because I also know, like, I think there are people that watch, you know, people that have been following your path from the beginning that want to be the person that you are, you know, and I know that's probably, you know, I don't want to stroke your ego too much, but Seeing the way that your approach to food has evolved, I think there are people that will look at that and say, I want to do that. And there are some, for some people that will be possible and for some people it won't be, instead of trying to figure out what the actual possibility for themselves is, if that makes sense. Like, it's just as easy to like, I, you know, you're strict keto and I want to follow, you know, I want to do exactly what you're doing to you transitioned out of doing this into, you know, finding a way that was working for your body still. Like, I want to do that. And it's like, find what's going to be good for you. Like, you know, I, I was having a discussion with a client the other day about, you know, weighing and measuring food. And they're like, my goal, you know, I just, I, I'm at a place where I just think about like, do I want to be weighing and measuring food for the rest of my life? And I'm obsessing about that. And I'm like, well, we're working on weight loss with you still. So we're still in the, pl the place of tracking your food. When you're not in that place, or we work to transition you out of that place, even if you want to stop right now, it's possible to explore what, you know, to help you learn what you need to learn. Like there's the possibility is there, but don't beat yourself up for using the tool that you need to use today. Because when you've tried to not use, you know, and again, I'm not going into all, you know, people's details and things along those lines, but I had someone I worked with a while ago, you know, someone not, I'm not working with anymore, who at one point they had stopped tracking and everything completely and were just giving me fake information because they were exhausted, you know. And I'm like, you should have talked to me about that. And we could have talked about ways for you to approach this. Like, let's understand that not everything is going to happen at the same time. And not everyone's going to proceed at the same pace. But it's being open to the possibilities. And I don't even know what I'm rambling about now. But it's being open to the possibilities and not being afraid to try new things. Like, that's what really the point that I'm coming back to. It's like, understanding that where you are today doesn't define where you're going to be tomorrow. And where you are tomorrow can be somewhere different than where you are today. Like, yeah, being well, open to that. 
<clears throat> and I'll say, it, I mean, it it's scary for anyone, right, to to do this transition that we're talking about. But I had I had also had the, you know, relatively traumatic experience. So I, you know, because that first time, 124 pounds, like I was kind of feeling like I was done, right? I mean, yeah, maybe I had like a little 10 more pounds to lose or something, right? Like I could have shaved some off, but it, in my brain, it was like I've made it, right? Like, oh my god, I'm on the other side, and I had not only had no idea how to transition out of what I was doing, but I had really done no work, uh, to, to, you know, it's a diet, it's a lifestyle, not a diet, right? I was very much dieting the first time. So then when I came out of that, you know, that, that was a tank, it took me six months to gain back 80 pounds, which I know to you is not necessarily impressive, right? It's kind of rookie numbers. Well, it's like a weekend and a half, but yeah, that's, just, but for me, it was kind of like, what, mm-hmm. whoa, what happened? Right. It's like, you just kind of, you wake up and it's six months later and right. you know, how did I get here? Right. So having that experience, then losing the weight a second time. And then again, bringing these foods back. I mean, that's part of the reason that I did it as slowly as I did. Right. I, I wish I could say there was more intention and like calculated reasoning behind it. Right. But it was really just a very slow reintroduction like one or two things at a time and every single time i brought one in i was like this is the thing that's gonna like this is what's gonna ruin it for me right so i didn't even know that i could do this but i had to try to see how close i could get right and i think that like that's the messaging that i try it's like you know you'll never whether it be me or anyone else you should never be looking at like exactly what they're doing, exactly what they're getting out of it. And then trying to set that as the expectation for yourself. Um, but I do think there's a lot of value in seeing what people have done, the paths that they take and right. And then you draw things out from it that will work for you, depending on the situation that you're in, right. The phase we can call it of your weight loss life, et cetera. Well, it's, it's, it's about having that mindfulness that you're talking about, you know, whether you're using that word or not, like that idea that you're, you're making conscious choices and paying attention to how you respond to those conscious choices. And it's the same thing with someone who's looking to start, you know, a way of being like, if you see what someone else is doing and you are very much like, that sounds attractive to me. I feel like that's something I could sustain. I want to give that a try by all means, give it a try, but be willing to identify whether it's actually working for you or not. And don't be, a, and don't be and that. Cause that was always a thing for me. Like, like the, the, the blame the diet mentality like oh, this way of eating you know this one didn't work for me so why worry about it you know and then it's you know back to kind of like life off the rails for another couple of years like instead of saying i still want to get to that place that i want to get to and this wasn't the right path for me to be taking to get there so i'm going to look for another path like being willing to actually do that learning because as human beings we want things to be handed to us and i say that i've said that 50 billion times in this show so i apologize to people that have been listening for a long time but we want like a blueprint to be handed to us, like just hand it to me. Like, you know, no, and I'm not even alluding to primal blueprint at that point when I said that, it popped into <laughs> my head. Um, but hand me the blueprint to get me to where I want to go to and just tell me what to do. I don't want to have to think about it. Whereas I think for everyone that I've met that has been long-term successful, it's been the exact opposite. Even if they started in that place, eventually they evolved to be in that place of, I'm being con- I'm making conscious decisions about everything that I do and I'm trying to learn and I'm taking lessons from other people and applying those lessons to me and I'm discarding the things that I don't need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it really is like dieting 
is very much a la carte, right? Because like, think like if you compare you to people that you talk to regularly in the keto space, it's like the the specifics of your diet, even within parameters that are so similar, are different, right? Like you're still executing it differently, right? So, uh, yeah, it's it's really just about identifying what pieces of what are going to work well for you. I do like the term mindfulness because it's not just about you know, give me the blueprint. Let me follow it. I like mindfulness in terms of like knowing or looking at like what's actually working for you. Are you trying to force it on the other side of the coin? Something you reminded me of the diet you talking about, like diet blamers. Another thing that I really like to hear is I'm going to, I'm going to do keto again because it worked last time. And, and I have personally have a hard time with that because it's like, well, if it, if it worked last time, we wouldn't, there wouldn't be a, this time, right? Like we wouldn't be here. There were sure there were elements of it that made it feel good. It's like when I start working with clients, I always, we, you know, we're doing like history wise, right? It's like, okay, well of the diet attempts, things that you've tried in the past, right? What are some of the things that felt good? Like if, if you did carnivore and you love meat, so that made it easy, right? Like then then that is one that we can identify. So maybe carnivore and in its entirety is not what you need, but maybe we lean a little heavier into the meat in whatever diet you do end up, right? So that then I guess that's just one you're know, talking about like word choices, diet blamers. I always that is one thing that I always do laugh at a little bit to myself inside is when they say, I'm doing this again, fill in the blank, whatever it is, because it worked before. And and that's where I mean you talk about like lasting changes. It's like, no, you were following rules before, right? You were following that blueprint, but in terms of the mindfulness, really identifying how well it is working for you long-term, how good it feels, how sustainable is it, all those buzzwords, again, all the jargon that we like to use in the diet space, right? But like, so, um, so yeah, and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't not knock the, it worked last time thing, just because that's a personal one. <laughs> no, well, and it's, and it really, it, you know, and yes, are there, and again, in all of these things that we're saying, the problem is there's someone out there listening who's like, yeah, but the third time I did it, you know, I've been now sustaining it for 25 years. Like, okay, you're the unicorn in this discussion. Right. Not every person is that is going to be you. Like, Or there's three little things that they haven't truly right. identified that are different about the third time, right? Well, and I think and this is one of the things, like, I, I feel like one of the things I like about this podcast is that it's not, like, a keto podcast or, like, a certain way of eating. Like, one of the things that I saw someone say the other day who's, like, an anti-keto person was... You know, one of the primary reasons, you know, I think that people who do, who do keto see a benefit is because they are cleaning up a lot of other things in their lives when they're making this nutritional change. And I think that's true for every way of eating. Like, yeah, you could apply that it, to any it diet. Is, but it, but it's, it's the thing that I think people miss sometimes, like when they're talking about why wasn't I successful doing this? It's like, well, you didn't clean up all these other things. Like you thought it was just about changing your plate. And at the end of the day, it wasn't. Like, and I'm not, you know, this isn't me saying you have to exercise 17 times a week to lose weight, but I'm talking, you know, if you're not making real habit changes, you're not working on what are some of the, you know, are there possibly issues, you know, from an emotional mental perspective that are impacting your ability to follow any plan? Like there's, there's other pieces that are involved with, okay, I got a bunless burger last night. And so now I'm, I'm on my way to success. Like, and are there people like that? There certainly are. There are people that I've had on this podcast, like, because I, I think, like, I've I had someone once say, like, you know, every person who gets above 400 pounds probably is dealing with an emotional relationship with food issue. And I'm like, I think on some levels that's true, but there are outliers. You know, I've had people on this show that were 500, 600 pounds who had just never been raised to understand what portion control was with food. 
And the instant that they were taught how to how to manage food, they dropped the weight. And yeah. or then I'm sure through your, I mean, through coaching or at least being in the space, you, then you see the other side of it where people who've only they're only. 50 pounds overweight right. at their heaviest, but all of their struggles come from like, well, when I get stressed out, I order pizza. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and again, it just goes back to this idea of like, we don't have to, I don't have to put my struggle up against your struggle. We can both have our struggles and coexist and both face challenges that are really hard. And I mean, yeah, I mean, there are times on this show where like, cause I do think like someone who's dealing with like an emotional relationship with food issue is not going, you know, the person who isn't dealing with that is not going to understand what that person's going through. The person whose weight is impacting their mobility, the person who has 25 pounds to lose is not going to understand that physical impact. But they may be dealing with issues that are just as challenging and just as hard. Like, yeah, I heard a, the, it's a quote I heard is like, the worst thing that ever happened to you is the worst thing that ever happened to you. Right. So it's like, it's a 10 out of 10, but like maybe in my life, I'd go, that's only a seven. Right. But it doesn't matter because it's a 10. It feels like a 10 to that person. So that's the reality that they're dealing with. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, I a hundred percent agree with that. So one of the things, you know, I, what I, so ah, let's take like, let's take like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's take it to our, I need a two hour nap and then I'm going to be fine with this. I have no um, effect on people, but no, like, I, I don't want to also move away from kind of this, the, the journey that you've been on. Like, you know, we started to dive a little bit into some of the things that you're doing when you're working with people as a coach, but also, you know, you, one of the things that I see in what you share and talk about isn't just that, okay, I'm not primal bro anymore. Now I'm, I'm, you know, uh, on a different page and, but you're still working. You still have things that you, that you challenge you in your life, you know, and you still have the goals that you work towards. And some of them are literal competitions, you know, but, in, you know, there's, I think there's that transference of, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still someone that's moving forward and it's never about, okay, I've reached the, I've reached the finish line and I'm done. Yeah. Well, going back to quotes, right. Yeah. One thing that it's like one, I think one that really hit me, like, deeply and and i'm pretty sure that it was just some random person that i saw share this in like an instagram caption it wasn't even like this profound life-changing moment it was just like doom scrolling and i read it right but but <clears throat> oh my god excuse me <clears throat> but uh they were oh i've lost my place i'm sorry <clears throat> this fucking cough we'll get it in post <laughs> um don't worry i'll have my really team did. take care of that I did blanket. Yeah. Have the team work on that. Well, you're talking about a quote that someone had might've put in a random Instagram post that was about, um, Oh, before. And so it's, you know, we just talk about before and afters and we always display the, the side by side. And it's like, there is no real after, right? The after is essentially what you look like when you die. Right. Because it's like before I started like chasing things. Right. And now it's during. And then the during is just your whole life, right? Or the other one that's more popularized, I think, is when people talk about like the dash on the tombstone. It's like you have those two dates and then that dash in the middle is the thing that's significant, right? So, and that actually did kind of like, it resonated with me. I mean, I'm cynical. So when I hear things like that, even if I totally buy into them, there's still an element of like eye roll, right? It's just who I am. But the logical side of my brain are like, you know, all these, the duality of me, I can explain it to myself, but that one just, that one kind of hit me. So it's always been about chasing 
something that's fulfilling and it, I mean, it ebbs and flows, right? Like sometimes I'm putting a little more emphasis on, uh, you know, like business and coaching and trying to like grow that and do this. Other times it's more family based. Uh, other times it's going to be more selfish, like my own jujitsu, um, pursuits. And like, I recently just did certifications. That was kind of a dual one. Like that was personally fulfilling to, to have that, I guess, um, to have those certifications that I just got, but then also that hits like checks the business box because it makes it more legitimate, yada, yada. So, but I, I, and it, I think that this is an important piece. Like you should always be chasing something, but I think too many people when they hear that are going to take it only to mean like physical things. Like, so I was focused on losing weight. Now I'm going to do, and this is me throwing a little bit of shade. So I was focused on losing weight. Now I'm going to do a bodybuilding show because I've basically been bodybuilding protocol to lose the weight. So I'm comfortable here. Right. So then you just shift that focus from driving the number down, you know, to, for general weight loss. to now I'm going to manipulate this number, manipulate my body. Right. Like, and there's, I mean, if that's where you go, especially first, then that's fine. But I just think that constantly having something to pursue is beneficial for us uh in in every way i think that like having even if it's not diet or fitness related if you have something meaningful that you're pursuing or chasing i think it really helps all the other pieces stay up right like it, it you know one thing feeds into the next even if you can't really see how they're related or connected to each other well 100 percent, and that's why in the fat guy five at the end of every episode i ask the question what's one goal you have for the next year that's not health fitness or weight loss related and why that question often is the hardest one for people to answer. Yeah. Well, because, speaking, you said something about me podcasting. I, the whole premise of my most popular and successful podcast iteration, talking about rebrands, right, was I, I called it what now? Because to me, that's the most important question that you ask at every phase, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to lose weight day one, right? Well, what now? Now I got to figure out the diet. I got to do this. I got to do that, right? Oh, I've, I'm finished losing weight. What now? Right. Okay. So, uh, and that, that gave me that using that question as like the guiding star for all the conversations on that podcast, you really got to see like how people's focus and, and the things they were doing, it transformed. I mean, most of the time it was weight loss related. Like, what are you doing? But I, I had also talked to people on that podcast who transition diets, like as athletes, right? So it wasn't from a weight loss context, but it was changing things that they were doing within their discipline. Right. So and, and I always, I, I love that question and I don't think we spend enough time asking or answering it mm. with, for ourselves. Right. Because it's so important. Like, and it is, it reveal that question reveals a lot. Like whether you're thinking about the things that you need to be thinking about or not, like, and where your focus is and where does your focus need to be? And because when someone says, I have no, I have no goals that aren't related to weight loss. It's like, oh, let's, let's talk through that. Like, there's nothing else in your life that you're, you're thinking about but weight loss. And I think some of us go through that, like, uh, understandably so. But it's when, because the problem is, like, you, you keep that hyper-focus and you get to the quote-unquote end, and then there's nothing there to hold you up. Like, that what, you're not able to answer that what now question. You're not able to see what comes next. So what usually comes next is a disaster, you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's regression mo mm -hmm. more often than not, unfortunately, right? Like if you, if you don't have something to, because I, I like the, the analogy of bandwidth, like for your internet, right? But like we all have a certain amount of bandwidth every day. And most of the time when we're losing weight, that's where a large percentage of the bandwidth goes, right? Planning the meals, tracking the macros, right? Like 
um, structuring meals, planning things. I'm going out to dinner this night. I got to make sure yada, yada, checking menus, right? Like all of these little things that we're doing, like constantly talking yourself out of eating a donut at work because somebody brought them in, right? Like so much bandwidth is tied up in what you're doing that once you get to a point where you're using half as much, what do you do with the other 50%? Like, where does it go? Right. And that, I think that's where most people really stumble. I mean, granted there, you know, a lot of us, we're going to struggle to lose that first 10 pounds. We're going to struggle to lose the first 50. It's, it's always a struggle, right? Like it's never easy per se, but you're, you're more or less doomed if you're not transitioning to another goal. And it's like I said, a lot of people are going to interpret that to mean another physical type fitnessy pursuit, but it doesn't have to be right. If you want to get your pilot's license, now you've lost 150 pounds. You fit more comfortably in the airplane. You feel more confident. You go right. Like it can be anything. It just has to transition and be meaningful enough to you to where it does pull you forward. Because if you just pick a goal just to have one, like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll do whatever. It's like, that's not going to have the legs right to make it all the way. Well, in a lot of ways, it, it tangents with a discussion about like a person's purpose for losing weight in the first place. Like, what is your, you know, what is your why? What is your purpose? And when that person's answer is, well, I want to fit and clothes better. And you ask them why that matters and they can't answer that question. There's work there to be done. You know, it's when you're staying in that surface place, it can be a, a it can lead to some real challenges. Like you said, you know, you when you, especially that, to keep the metaphor going, like when you have that, un that bandwidth that is there and you're not using it, that's like when it goes to that regressive place, when it goes to that place of, I, I used to use this bandwidth for these other things. That's my comfort zone. That's where I'm going to go back to. And, you know, so staying in that conscious place is, is important, which wants me then it wants me, makes me want to then kind of flip that around and say, so Ben, for you, where, where are you using your bandwidth these days? Uh, I would say the two big places to me, there's this, it's, it's in within jujitsu. It's something I've always taken serious and been passionate about, but I've decided again, it, it, it all comes from going back to mindfulness, right? I can be aware it comes from having no, you know, a athletic competitive career a as a youth, right? Like not having anything, you know, stories of state championships and all these things that like, I've heard so many people talk about around me where I just go like, I don't know. I played a lot of halo. You know, like that's kind of my contribution to that conversation. And so now like there's this, an added level of significance and the fact that I, uh, you know, to stroke my own ego here, the fact that I do feel like I'm in terms in the world of jujitsu, it's like, I don't feel like I'm bad. I feel like I'm, I'm probably not the best in the world, but if I could be the best, I feel like I might be able to get there on one day. Right. Which is all it takes. <laughs> so I have aspirations for me. Jujitsu is big competing, but on a, the next level up because most of the competitions I've been doing now, it operates on a local regional type level, right? It's like mid Atlantic stuff, maybe state by state. So they're smaller. Uh, and my goal is to, there's a, there's a world championships that happens in Vegas uh, every year for masters athletes, 30 plus crowd. That'd be me finally, or now I guess. Um, but that is my goal for, I'm going to say next year, but I am okay. If, I have to delay that, but that is not my preference, right? My pre uh, the impatient part of me wants it to be like now, right? <laughs> so, so that is one. Uh, and then the other, I'm, I would say business, but it's not totally business related, right? It's it, this is more personal because it's more of a time management thing. That's where I'm putting my, like, um, I've been trying something lately where I don't really, 
I'm not really active or present on social media on the weekends. I mean, my clients have separate ways of mess. It's not like we send DMs to each other to do all this, right? So I know that I can get to them whatever they want. So it's less social media makes me more present for family things or whatever I have going on on a weekend. Or if it's if it's time that's truly mine, it's not then pivoted into, because I have a tendency to feel like if I'm not doing anything, I'm doing nothing. If that makes sense, it sounds kind of weird when I say it, but like, you know, oh, I have some time. If I'm not being productive, then I'm, then I'm being like bad, right? Like, and that is, so time management, like really getting better about setting boundaries, maybe would be a good term for it, right? Uh, like a work-life balance sort of thing. Those are the two things that I'm working on. And the jujitsu, doing that more helps with the work-life balance in a sense, because I, I am pulling more away from work, but then the life part becomes tricky. So I guess it's technically one thing I'm trying to align all of them, but aren't we all always right trying to align all of these things? Um, but the two significant ones to me are like, I want to learn how to feel like I'm doing enough in, within business and like my career. I want to be able to feel uh, accomplished and proud of that without sacrificing or feeling like I'm taking away from family, right? Because that has... It, it's not a permanent, like it's not always a struggle, but it's a recurring struggle, which tells me that there's something there that I'm not getting. You know what I mean? Uh, and then obviously the jujitsu one, like you said, they're literal competitions. It just, I'm the person you don't want to play board games with. I like being competitive. Maybe that's because I never got a chance to get it out before, or maybe that's just innately a part of who I am, but for whatever reason, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> so so those are my those are my two big uh, bandwidth draws right now. I would say are trying to uh, allocate my bandwidth mm-hmm. more responsibly. <laughs> understood, understood. Yeah. And what do you? Let's let's talk about like what do you feel? You know, because I, I think you talked about this a little bit, but like to come back around to it so we can get to actually letting people know where to find you. Like, what do you think? How do you define your presence on social media now? Hmm. A good question. It before it was like this. Uh, the social media is an extension of me, so everything about me goes on here, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, that's not to say that now I purposefully hide anything negative. I'll still post about negative things, but going back to the alignment thing, I, I want to be viewed more as a a resource than a than a friend, so to speak. Like a and I. I that feels gross. I'm not going to lie. When I say that, I don't like the way it sounds because I'm always going to be pretty personable. Like if you message me or DM me, I'm going to take the time to talk to you. It's really just a part of who I am. Or maybe it's just because I don't have enough followers for it to be annoying yet. Right. Maybe across that bridge when I, if I come to it, but for now I'm happy to get into conversations with people, but I did find that I was running into a challenge of being viewed too much as a as a person and not enough as a resource right whether that be for coaching for information through the content to someone to ask questions to like in whatever way so that's probably the biggest change that i have gone slash am going through is transitioning it to where it is still about me who i am as a person and everything but it's much more about how my experience what i'm going through then or what i went through then what i'm going through now how can you like how can I package this and send it and I guess to add more value to people to be viewed as more valuable versus just offering a service but like like, you know it's like oh my friend offers coaching I'm going to sign up for it or it's like oh this coach is really good at it I want to work with him I'm trying to get more towards the latter if that makes any sense no I think it does and if people want to find you where do they find you 
Uh, well, I do have a website, uh, which is, I did it myself, right? So with my artworks up on the fridge, so to speak, but it's, it's the benjitsu.com. Uh, benjitsu is also, that's kind of like the, that's the brand now, right? Instead of primal bro, I got my name in there. Um, I got jujitsu in there because while the dieting, I never thought at what, like there was a time in my life where I never thought my diet would really change too much. And it did. I can more confidently say that jujitsu will be a fixture within my life in some capacity forever. So I felt more, much more comfortable lumping that into it. Um, so they can find me at ben.jitsu on Instagram or thebenjitsu.com. That's my website. Uh, you can find information about coaching there. You can just see kind of some of the stuff I'm up to. I like to think that I can be kind of funny. So maybe you'll see something that makes you laugh. Maybe you'll see something that benefits you, but there's only really one way to know, right? You got to go. <laughs> no, 100%. And I do want to, because we didn't get a big chance to dive too much into, we, I mean, we, we talked about some things, I think, from a coaching perspective a lot kind of throughout this discussion, but I want to give you a chance. So if someone listening is, you know, intrigued by what you're saying, let me phrase this this way to you. Like, who is, who are the ideal clients for you? Well, it used to be anyone that wants to lose weight. And I think that because of who I am and where I've come from, that will always be like the person, right? Like it goes back to when I said, like, I just want to help you lose the weight so that you're free to then explore what matters to you. Um, however, I have been putting more of an emphasis on clients within jujitsu, right? So um, there's, you know, I'm talking about competing and a lot of the stuff you're going to see on social media is going to be about competitions and this tournament and that, that big super fight thing, yada, yada. But most people that do jujitsu are just hobbyists, right? They're just people who kind of like most people that go to the gym, aren't bodybuilders, right? They're just going there to work out. You know, that's, I want to help those people because I've in my gym in other gyms and my social media, I see that it's like they're, they start jujitsu and you're a white belt and you know nothing. And then that that really does kind of overlap. So, you know, they're like, Oh, well, now that I've started this, I want to lose some weight so I can move better. I want to do all these things. So selfishly I have put more up. If you're in jujitsu and you're someone who wants to lose weight, you're probably my ideal client, right? If you're, I don't care if you're a white belt, black belt, if you're trying to lose weight and you grapple, I'm your guy, right? You're my person. Cause I'm, I'm women, men, jujitsu is the thing, right? Um, and then I, I also recently got certified in uh, strength and conditioning and as a personal trainer. So I'm trying to work with athletes in general. So, but weight loss is always going to be my primary. That's my thing. So if you're someone looking to lose weight, that's plenty for me to say that I think we'd be could potentially be a good fit. Let's talk about it. If you're someone who does jujitsu and also wants to lose weight, or if you want to lose weight and you have an interest in doing jujitsu one day, right? If we want to try to get you to a point where you feel comfortable doing it, that's, that's, I would say bread and butter for me. that's, you're the person that I'm, you know, please message me. Cause even if you don't sign up for coaching again, I almost share to a detrimental degree. So, you know, I'll probably answer more questions than I really should if you want to DM me or, or whatever. So. Awesome. Well, Ben, I have really enjoyed this discussion and I feel like we went to a lot of different places. So can I say we didn't answer questions I was thinking about? I, I don't know. I, we covered a lot. Yeah. So don't overthink it. It feels I, good. You know? I, I appreciate you taking the time to come back on the show today, man. Yeah. I mean, look, thanks for having me. I've, I've been, you know, I, I stalk, I listen, I, uh, I've listened to a handful of episodes, especially if it's somebody I know, like you had Daryl on. So I was like, Oh, I gotta see, I gotta see what these two are yucking about here. You know, that kind of thing. But no, I've, I mean, I've, 
you know, you're talking about going way back, like, you know, when, when I was keto, when I was primal bro, uh, we've met each other in person. It's like, I'm a, you know, a big fan. You, to me, it's like, you kind of transcend a little bit for me. You're not just like an internet friend. I feel like, Oh, like I feel very connected. So I appreciate you having me on here. I, I like watching what you're doing. I love your viewpoint mindset kind of thing. And I, I, I like how much of it we do tend to share. And this is just a good example for people listening that like we eat wildly different. We live wildly different lives, but we tend to agree on more than we don't. And, and it's all about just helping people get to this place where they can have these kinds of conversations because they don't feel so, clouded and weighed down no pun intended right by all the, sure. by the other things they have going on so well i appreciate that man but i am <clears throat> i'm not going to let you finish the main episode without going through the fat guy five i honestly can't remember if it existed when we first did your i think you've changed interview. it oh it's I, definitely changed but because yeah, so. I, I did a fat guy five but i believe there was a there there's been at least one more iteration if not more since yeah, i the, departed so and even if not you the last time you answered these questions was a few years ago so let's let's take you through them one more time before ben and i jump over to the patreon after show um so don't worry he and i are going to continue this discussion after the fat guy five but first man question number one living or dead who is your favorite fat guy oh well i feel like chris farley's the obvious choice for most people right uh if if they're if they're fictional are they dead is that a fair question? If they're fictional, <laughs> are they dead? Yeah, like you said, living or dead. But what if they're? Oh, they can be fictional. Real? People have okay. given fictional answers before. Uh, I'm, I'm Homer Simpson. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. It's maybe it's our shared donut obsession. Maybe it's the fact that I, I love that my family arrangement. It's like me, my wife, our oldest son, and two daughters, and it's we are the Simpsons, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, so and there's so there's a, a handful of things. Uh, Simpsons was something I watched a lot as a kid growing up when I was when I was busy watching TV instead of doing sports. Right. So I think Homer Simpson is probably my favorite fat guy. I will say having met your wife, I'm not so sure how much she's going to appreciate being called Marge, but <laughs> that'll, that'll be something for Don't you. Worry, I got her to commit. I got I'm her to commit to family costumes next year. So okay, she's good. okay with it. Okay. <laughs> and um, for anyone who's listening, if you're not in the Patreon and you want to hear Ben's take on his favorite donuts, I am going to be asking him about that um, uh, as, a, as a little preview in the after show. But question yeah. number two, Ben, let's 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 not dwell there because I don't want you to give anything away. You know, you want to make people you want to make people pay for the good stuff. Yeah, keep them wanting more. You know. Uh, question number two, Ben. Tell us something about yourself that you love. Wow, something about, uh, I love. I do. I love my sense of humor. I laugh at myself. I mean, for better or worse, I I feel like I have a pretty good success rate, track record, making other people laugh. But at the end of the day, I'm my biggest fan, and I love. I just life i i make fun of everything whether i should or shouldn't whether it's a good situation or a bad situation uh and and you know it just helps me get through the day the weeks and and it keeps me happy so my sense of humor is my favorite thing about me i like it question number three ben on this journey that you've been on your whole life um what do you think has been the most important habit that you've built Ooh, that's a good question Probably internal dialogue, um, talking to myself about things. Granted, it doesn't always happen, and it doesn't always happen as quickly as it should, but I have gotten very good about having a conversation with myself. It can be little things. When I was losing weight, good example, not just like, what am I eating? Numbers, here's the macros, yada, yada, but it's like, why am I eating? Right? Am I am I bored? Am I stressed out? Or am I actually hungry? Those little things. Having that, taking a second before I make any, I mean, 
kind of any decision, but definitely big ones. Trying to take that second of reflection because um, I tend to like move too fast a lot of times. Uh, and but now I'm very good about like slowing things down and really thinking about it before I not before I speak as much, but definitely before I act. I like it. Question number four is one that we've already talked about. And that's been, what's one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Well, let me see. Is there, is there one that I can stretch that wasn't one that we talked about? Because honestly, the, the balancing of the, mm -hmm. the, the plates, you know, you know, the allocation of my bandwidth, that is the most significant one to me. Because like I said, it, it's not always a problem but it's continuously a problem. So it's something that's very significant to me to try to address. Um, so I'll go with that one, but I would say, no, I think I'm just gonna rock with that. Cause I, I can't really think of anything that's much more significant. That isn't really, you know, like, cause even my career professional stuff is health and fitness related. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, let me ask you this question for balancing the plates. How do you measure that in terms of success? Uh, that's probably the hardest thing because I can't tangible, right? Like right. having something I can actually track like, Oh, so, you know, I spent two less hours working today and two more hours with family, right? That's, that's not a good system, right? Because it's more of a, we can use it, take it back to food, right? But it's not just, it's a, it's not just a quantity thing, like how much, but the quality part matters, right? So like if I'm spending less time working, but I'm getting more done, that's great. If I'm spending less time working and I'm getting half as much done, then that's a problem, right? So even if I'm spending more time with family, are we just sit, sitting around all looking at separate things or are we actually engaged with one another? So uh, I would, yeah, I'm going to go with, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to, so, but yeah, I, I would go with the, the hardest part, uh, is measuring it, but I think it, it, there's a feel which is terrible, right? As a coach, as someone who has set goals before, that is not the way that you want to gauge it. Right. I have just not found a good way to measure like how well I am or am not doing short of, like I said, how I feel. But a lot of that also comes from like feedback, like talking to my wife, my kids, like if they're annoyed by my presence i know that i've been around a lot so i've hit the 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 quantity box and then i can think about well how do i feel about the time we spent together and that's like the quality box right so i do my best to just kind of gauge it on feel and again i would not recommend anyone do that with really any goal that you have well that's part of <laughs> that's part of navigating it isn't it like figuring out what that looks like for you yeah but i think and that would be one thing is like if i knew what it looked like in the end it would be easier to set mm -hmm benchmarks and metrics to see how close I'm getting to it. But because I don't really know what the finished product looks like, I'm not even sure what a good step one would be, you know? Understood. And last official question of the day on the main episode, man, if you could go back to day one, you know, 24 year old Ben day one of your, you know, the, your major weight loss journey. Um, is there, is there a message you would give to yourself? Oh, I'd, I, and, and I would have to have a conversation with him versus delivering him a message because I feel like most of the messages that I cling to believe in have at this point in my life, he would not be ready to receive if that, if, yeah, if that, if that kind of makes sense, like most of the ways I view things and talk about things now, I could share it with him, the best of intentions, the best advice that I could come up with, but I don't know if it would land. I think that if I went back, it would be much more of a um, supportive, right? It would be like a, you know, and this is, I, I do hate it when people say this, but it's like, you got this man, right? Like 
believe in yourself, maybe that would be a good way because any of the tangible, even if it's like a crucial piece, like it's a lifestyle, not a diet, I could have potentially hypothetically could have saved myself from that 80 pound regain in the middle, but I couldn't because the me then was not ready for the material, the place that I'm at now. So anything that I went back and said to my old self would be much more from a motivational and encouragement standpoint. So it's, you know, it's like, trust, trust yourself, believe in yourself. Uh, and you know, don't be, don't be too hard on yourself because that's the big thing. I think that screws a lot of people up is you're like, I didn't lose enough weight this week or this week I didn't lose any weight. And it's like, well, why don't we, you know, big picture, right? You got, we got a lot of ways to go. Don't mm -hmm. get too caught up on the week to week bullshit. Well, there you go. Well, Ben, thank you so much again for, for coming back on the show. I really have enjoyed this conversation and I do look forward to continuing it in a bit, but, uh, for every, for most of the listeners, we're going to say goodbye to you now, man. Yeah, unless they sign up for Patreon. Right, of course. Check us out on Patreon, Fat Guy Forum. But they're not. It's actually Gourmet Goes Keto on Patreon. Check them out on Patreon, yeah. Gourmet Goes Keto. There's a link, we'll in, it. There's we'll a link in bio, just as there are links to Ben's social and Ben's website in the show notes today. So make sure you connect with Ben. and just Those are free what, links, by the doing. way. Yeah, those <laughs> you, you, free link. Of course, your Instagram title and your website are free links. <laughs> Does, what does that even mean? We're pivoting them to Patreon. Yeah. I didn't want them to think that oh, this yeah. was all just a oh, grab. Every, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're not sure. Well, are you charging people on your Instagram? Do you have a, do you have a subscriber channel? On that's there? a different, that's a, that's a different page. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> anyway, you know, that, that's, there's a, you know, let, let's, let, let's leave them with one pet peeve. When I open Instagram and it says, so-and-so has invited you to follow that. Of course they have. Yeah, I have not made one of those because I just genuinely can't think of a way to provide enough value to right. feel like like I can charge for it. Right? Well, that's the thing is I want to know the value add that I'm getting if I'm actually doing that for someone. So yeah, well, I mean, what are we going to do? Just have like a little motivational quote every morning? It's like right. I do that in my story anyway. For right. the most part, it's like you you know, I, there's just no way that I can really give you. So if you want value from me, let's sign up for coaching. And if you want like motivation and, 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 and community, then the social media is good enough. I don't need to do the in-between piece. There we go. You know? yeah. So anyway, connect with Ben. And you, of course, know where to connect with me, Gourmet Goes Keto, on Instagram and on X. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. Too often people tell me they emailed the show and they, they're they like, you never got back to me. And I'm like, well, did you put the the at the beginning? And then they realize they haven't. So thefatguyforum at gmail.com. Could I have planned that better in the past? Probably, but I didn't. So that's where we're at, people. So take care of all of that. Say hi to Ben. Say hi to me. And then remember, my friends, go out there and amaze yourselves today. Do something to amaze yourself today because you're the most amazing people I know. And then catch us here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. <laughs> <laughs>